Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 40. 40. Big 4. Glock 40. This episode is one of the last previews before the football season. I think the second to last now. Yeah. We got, what, NFC East last coming up Mm -hmm. after this week. So be tuned in next week for that NFC East preview where, you know, Daniel Jones is kind of playing really good in this preseason. He's making a case, even though they kind of said that they don't plan on seeing him this year. We got uh, a top free agent, uh, top fantasy pick, presumably, in Saquon over there. Um, You know, Zeke and Dak and those drama issues saved for the last, which is kind of great. But this week, this is um, NFC South. This is a funny type of, type of division with the fact that a few years ago, all teams had a chance to make the playoffs. And then, like, last year, it was like the Saints were the only good team in the division. Um, Carolina had a start to a year that you would have thought they could have won the division last year. Um, they lost Greg Olson in the first game. You know, Christian McCaffrey has a breakout year as a rookie. Cam Newton is struggling through that shoulder injury that he had and couldn't really throw the ball at all. They didn't have a true number one receiver. Um, you know, defense is going through maintenance. So they're going to have to kind of sort some things out. But coming into this year, obviously before the news broke that Cam Newton has a midfoot sprain, you know, I'd be pretty optimistic looking at Carolina with the fact that their defense is, is solid. Um, they lost to Thomas Davis which who is getting older, it is still veteran maturity back there at the linebacker position. However, um, McCaffrey, he's a game changer. We've seen that he's true. You know what I mean? What he did at Stanford is what he's going to do in the league. Greg Olson is coming back uh, a year older, but healthy, and hopefully he can stay that way on that bad foot, uh, bad luck foot, really. Um, and they still have, in my opinion, the best middle linebacker in the league, Luke Geekly, who's the leader of that defense. He is basically the quarterback of the defense. He's like um, Darius Leonard from the Colts. <laughs> Except he knows exactly what you're going to do That's before you do it. That's a fact. Um, yeah, I can't argue that. I mean, Bobby Wagner would be the close second, but them two right there is it could be 1A, 1B. Luke Keekly is a dog out there. And um, staying with Carolina, uh, Ron Rivera, at least they have the coaching. You know what I mean? Um, Curtis Samuel can come into that number one wide receiver this year. DJ Moore could step up and could also compete for the top receiving spot this year. Right. Um, You know, veteran Steve Smith is probably helping those guys. We saw that funny video he had talking about uh, DJ DJ Moore Moore. fantasy football. Um, But I don't, I mean, I don't think they have a, a legit, legit shot to win this division. But I think playing their divisional games are going to come key factors. We say this every week because we know how important divisional games are, but this team is one of those teams that plays good against their division. So whether on the ho- uh, at home or on the road, I do believe they have a chance against the Saints both times and against the Falcons both times. Um, I think that Cam Newton health, Greg Olson health, that's going to really be a key factor this season. And without health from their two best or I'd say Cam Newton's their best player. And then, you know, a security blanket like Greg Olson, yeah. a veteran leader. We saw he went down um, week one and 
their backup tight end as a rookie had to step up and fill the role of one of the biggest pass catchers you know the team has if not the biggest pass catcher excuse me um, I think that role kind of transitioned a little bit. I think with Greg Olson coming or going down so early, Christian McCaffrey stepped up, not only in the run game, but in the pass game. And I do believe that he was their number one re- receiving option. Right. So I think with him going down, they do have – he has another security blanket right. in his running back who is super dynamic. Now, I believe their plan was to add – to this Greg Olson problem, right? right. Like, we're going to add to the fact that we have a security blanket and this guy's coming out the backfield. Last year, they had to lay it all on him. And it's not to say that he had a bad year. He had one of the best years as a rookie. However, he had to do too much and make up for other places. So that kind of just hurt them anyways. Um, all in all, you know, it's going to come down to Cam Newton. If he wants to play MVP caliber football, which he's capable of, we've seen it, and I believe it. Um, you know, I can see them going to nine and seven, ten and six, uh, but it's going to be tough winning both games against the Saints, winning both games against the Falcons. Uh, I can see them losing both to the Saints, and it can happen where they lose two to the Falcons. So, uh, I'll say eleven and five. I, I, I expect well, big things big, from this. That's yeah. a big season, right? Yeah, there. yeah. I expect big things from this team. Uh, they're they're pretty sound. Like you said, they have the staff. They've they've been there with the staff. Right. I think Cam Newton's only gonna get better with him being healthy, and we've seen him healthy. What he can do, and they really didn't lose much. They just kind of got another year under their belt to develop what they have. So moving forward, I think that I don't think they'll win the division. They'll definitely be wild card though. Uh, I mean, they definitely could put this way. They could win the division, but in my opinion, I don't think they will. So, with them being possibly eleven and five, I want to transition into this Saint. Uh, excuse me, this Falcons team because I think the Falcons have a season where they can go eleven and five in them. Like I think they can do a eleven and five. They can they can shock the world and go twelve and four this year. Now, give me their health, and I'd be happy as a coach to say that that's my team. You have Julio Jones, you have Muhammad Sanu, you have Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is your third best receiver. Like that's a good problem to have. You have uh, let's let's put these names out there: Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Devontae Freeman. Uh, give me another one. He was give me another All Star on their team, and he uh, he was hurt too. Ricardo Allen. These are guys all that were on the IR last year. Um, and there was another guy in there that I'm missing. But no, was it no Grady J wasn't it? No, no. But um yeah, nonetheless, you take away their best players, you know, you expect them to have the type of season they had. Oh, I think one of the linemen, I think wasn't Jake Matthews injured? Right. I think it was their lineman. So Yeah, no those And Julio Jones still led the league in rece- in, in excuse me, receiving yards. Right. So yeah. the fact that Matt Ryan is still you know, a, a really good quarterback in this league. You know, he's established. He doesn't make the great plays in big in big games and moments. However, regular season, we've seen him do it all year. Uh, with those threats, Austin Hooper's there. On defense, they have Grady Jarrett. They re-signed him, as you mentioned. They also have Tack McKinley. They have um, Keanu Neal coming back. Uh, Jones coming back. Deion Jones is one of the best or better middle linebackers in the league. Definitely very athletic. So he's like, I'd say he's like one of the best of the under 25. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the Falcons are going to have to figure out what they are doing on offense 
Dirk Cutter's coming in to be the offensive coordinator who we saw him head coaching in Tampa Bay. Yeah, as crazy as crazy it is for me that I think that's my biggest question mark for for them. For the simple fact of I understand that, you know, Julio can get you into the red zone, who's in you know, led the league in receptions. But there comes a point in time where he has to get targeted in the red zone. I mean, and right. be, because the season that they went to the Super Bowl, Julio was unstoppable, and their offense was unstoppable. Right. And you know, does it does it have to do with the fact that Devontae Freeman is gone, and he really puts a lot of pressure on teams having to come down into the box and take away Julio Jones, or and and you know pick between him and Julio? You know, we can see this year if Devontae mm-hmm. Freeman is going to have that type of impact where. That top is going to be taken off a lot more, and Julio is going to get those touches in the red zone where he's not going to be triple teamed, double teamed as much due to the fact that you know you have a dangerous running back back there. It's also going to be interesting in the simple fact that if he doesn't have his second in command, he doesn't have a, t- a Telvin Coleman this year. That's true. Who is big not only running on explosive plays, but also their pass catching back and their third down back. So it's going to be more of a load on Devontae Freeman coming back from injury. So that's going to be something to look look out for and how they handle their offense. Yeah, I mean, if they can stay healthy this year, I don't see why with that offense and any offensive coordinator wouldn't be able to draw up a couple plays to, you know, have them succeed. I can argue the fact that they might go 11 and 5 this year. Like they might just explode. Last year was the year that you could have argued, okay, we can do this 11 and 5 and win the play and win the division. However, first game we saw Deion Jones go down or Keanu Neal, I believe Keanu it was. Neal, yeah, and then Deion Jones yeah. went down that Thursday night or so. Mm-hmm. So Freaks are freaks. However, like I said, I'll state my case again. I think that this team, if healthy, and obviously they're not going to be at full health all year, but at, you know, uh, a healthy level of health right. would help. And and I think that that can give them a chance to compete to win this division against New Orleans. I see them 9-7. and seven. Um, I, I just have to see it first because, as you say, you know, what an offensive coordinator can do with this talent – but then again, we haven't seen this offense be this offense since Kyle Shanahan left. So, I mean, granted, yes, it's a good problem to have, you know, three three wide receivers deep. It's a good problem to have a Julio Jones. Matt Ryan's, I'd say, a top 10, definitely top 15 quarterback in the league. And, you know, Devontae Freeman, when healthy, is one of the better backs in the league. So it's it's a lot to work with, but you have to know how to how to use it, when to use it. There's there's different you know things that come yeah. into play with using that with you know bringing the offense to its true potential and obviously with the development of, of Austin Hooper so it'll be interesting to see if put it this way if Cutter can figure it out which obviously Sarkeesian couldn't if he can get it I don't know if he'll get it back to that Kyle Shanahan but if he can get it back to that really making defenses wonder is is it Devontae Freeman up the middle out the mm-hmm. backfield is it a Hooper in the middle, out you know, right. out the outside, or is There's it a lot of toys? Yeah, or is it Ridley in the slot, right. Julio over the top? If you, if you can manipulate, yeah, if you can man, exactly, if you can manipulate the defense to your will, then yeah, it's gonna be a long season for any anybody who has to play the Falcons, especially in the division for exactly. sure. So speaking of Dirk Cutter, I mentioned that obviously he was a former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who presumably are the worst team in this division and have been for the past. 11 years or so. Um, Tampa Bay, to start, there's a positive. They got Bruce Arians, 
who is a veteran head coach. I mean, he's 66 years old. So we're not looking at him for the long run. We're looking at him to kind of get this thing turned around and get Jameis that that. That's that's needs. That's the main thing. Everybody, if put it this way, if Jameis doesn't get it this year, then he's out. Because Bruce Arians has worked with a lot of quarterbacks. He's rejuvenated a lot of quarterbacks. He, you know, worked very well with Carson Palmer. Obviously, we know the work he's done with Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck. We've seen it. He... He definitely has a track record. Big of, arm quarterbacks. Yeah, he's definitely has a track record of if if there's any talent, I'm gonna, and I'm any get it my, out any of minute you. talent, yeah, in in your quarterback, he's gonna bring the best out of you. So it's gonna be a very telltale season. And luckily for, for him, Jameis. obviously they lose Deshaun Jackson, but he has Mike Evans. And Mike yeah, Evans yeah. is arguably a top eight, top seven receiver. And they have OJ Howard, who had a big year, well, had a solid year last year. Who's going to have a really big year this year. He should, you know, with this, especially with this coach. So the fact that Arians is the type of coach to, you know, gun it and, and have Jameis use his arm ability to the best he can, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a, a big running back. I believe Barber, Philip Barber's their running back. He, yeah, which it's, is a solid, yeah, it's, it's a running, solid back by, it's running back by committee. But that's what's going on down there. And their defense isn't great. So it's going to be an air raid. Um, yeah, especially Chris, losing McCoy. Chris Godwin is a really good receiver. He's going to have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that offensively, they're going to be at least a threat to score when they get the ball. Like, it's still going to be, you know, struggle. We're still going to see um, – you know, those drives where it's just a boring game because Tampa Bay's offensive line is not top tier. You mm-hmm. know, their running game isn't top tier. They don't have the they, they don't have the best defense, you know. They lost Gerald McCoy. So it's gonna be tough on Jameis. That's why I don't know. I'll argue to say I don't know if this is it for Jameis. Because if he doesn't have a great year, um but the team doesn't do like like a four and twelve season. Okay, you know it's kind of understandable. If he can win them six games and have a decent year, you know you got to understand this team is very in a bad. It's they're in a bad state offensively and defensively. Um, the rebuilding process has been screwed up by many, and now uh, I guess Bruce Arians will have a say because you know they kept, they just resigned their uh, general manager. I forget his name, but they just resigned him. And he's gonna have to figure it out with this draft because, yeah, who did they draft this year? They drafted Devin White. Oh yes, okay. So they, they drafted hit. Devin White. They hit. They hit. They, they were. Hit. That's well, exciting. You're right. Well, the, I guess you could say they kind of replaced Jeremy McCoy with Dominican Sue. They still have Devontae David. They still have Hargreaves. I wanted to mention Gerald McCoy going to Carolina. I, I forgot about that. That was a good pick. Yeah, that was a, that was a very solid pickup for them. Losing McCoy is also going to be big. I don't really like Dominican Sanu. Sanu. I don't. Dominican Sanu. No, I don't either. But I mean, he's deep in the playoffs. He's a ferocious monster. But sixteen games in that hot sun in Tampa. Go home. You saw what he did in Miami. I didn't even notice he was on the team. Oh, yeah. you. Well, I noticed because of the record-breaking contract he signed with the Dolphins. I mean, I noticed by the gaping hole that was ran up the middle every <laughs> All year. season. All season. Uh, anyways, in Dominican Sue, there's not really much going on with the Bucks. There's not much to but expect it's, it's, in the next two years. If, even but if Devin they, White can definitely be one of the best linebackers in this league. Even if they go, let's say, a 6-10, and 10, 
I mean, it, like I said, it's it's gonna depend on James. The big thing, I I'll put it this way, I personally don't think that James is gonna be their quarterback after this year because he just the difference between all the other quarterbacks I mentioned that Bruce Arians works with, he doesn't seem to really get it. He doesn't yeah, seem yeah, to yeah. be com- he doesn't seem to be committed to football. He's just kind of. Just going with the motion. Like, he's he's living the life. Justin. He's never shown me any indication. Even at Florida State. You gotta understand. Like, he's a he Florida was, State guy, Justin. Yeah, I know. He was yeah, you he understand. was like, you know. Right. I he, mean, was, he was handed the keys to well, Daddy's Ferrari. What are these he guys gonna do? Joyride, you know? What are what are these guys gonna do? Florida State guys. I mean, Devontae Freeman can't stay healthy. <laughs> I could go on and on. Don't but Cook, you know these Florida State guys. Respect to Jalen Ramsey though, he's a real one. A little iffy. And Derwin James. Yeah. I respect them too, but uh, other than that, what are we really looking at? Uh, Hall of Famer, All Pro. Yeah, uh, I don't really want to talk about the Bucks anymore. We can predict them at five and eleven, four and twelve, six and ten. Oh. It's not going to change the fact yeah, that I mean, they're they're probably going to lose most of the divisional games. Um, they'll be top five pick again next year. I mean, and hopefully for them, you know, if if I'm them, I mean, obviously Bruce Arians wants to turn this around and win some games, but. If you could get another top five pick, you might have to replace Jameis. Well, I mean, we have to keep keep an open mind in saying that one of the reasons that he took this job is that he does believe in Jameis. Or does he want Trevor Lawrence? Does he know Jameis doesn't have it? Everybody, even the even the Colts probably want Trevor Lawrence. Everybody's waiting for, but it's but it's it's possible. Everybody's waiting for, but it's possible for them. He may know Jameis Winston doesn't have it. Trevor's he may know that they can tank for that number one pick. Trevor, Trevor's got two more years, though. He ain't coming out next year. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Next year will be Tua and Herbert. Nah. Okay, so plan f- plans unfolded. All right, all right, all right. Uh, no, you, but, no. What's the, what's the next best thing you do? If, you, if you're looking forward to a quarterback coming out, the following year, what do you do that year? You, you get them some protection. Yeah. You get them some weapons. You get the, you can get the Ma- best protection. Yeah, you get the best protection possible. You get them some nice weapons. Make make the transition really smooth, really comfortable, and you go from there. You gotta be ready to lose again. Oh, this time this time you gotta lose hard. <laughs> no, they they're good at that. They, they they got that. Bucks? No, they got that down. They've they've been doing this. Yeah. Established O three. Right after that Super Bowl season. So, defending champion, New Orleans Saints. Two-time defending divisional champion, New Orleans Saints. Excuse me. Um, Should be defending NFC champions, but we're going to get into that. That's for another day. They should. They probably would be Super Bowl champions. But, but. Just real quick, just real quick. Tom Brady. I'm I'm not mad that they didn't make it. I'm just mad that we were denied a Breeze and Brady Super Bowl. That's a fact. That's what I'm more mad about. I'm not even mad that the Patriots won. I'm just mad I was denied Breeze and Brady Super Bowl. That's all. I'm just, that's that's all. true. I mean, what we got for that Super Bowl, especially after what we got from the AFC and NFC championships. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, I, I think they laid it out so hard on the line in that week. That Super Bowl week was like, that remains. 
And we literally got two field goals and a touchdown and a field goal or something like that. So it wasn't much special. Uh, this year, I think everything is going to maintain the same for the Saints. I do think they win the division again. It's theirs to lose. Um, I agree. They lose. They they literally got, um, what's his name? Jared Cook, who had his best year with the Raiders last year. And that's another tight end that Drew Brees is going to open the defense up with. They lose Mark Ingram last year, uh, or excuse me, this year. And Kamara's going to have to figure out, you know, three down. Oh, Kamara's got that on lock. I'm sure he does. On lock. It's still something that he has to adjust to because it's not what he played with opening his career. So his game's going to have to. In, in, in my opinion, this year. Minus Saquon Barkley, because Saquon Barkley, that, that whole situation, we don't, we don't really know how that's going to unfold. But I think Alvin Kamara is going to take the spot of number one back in the league. Mm. I'm saying now. Because I was thinking about this on the way over here. See how Le'Veon last year, Le'Veon's whole claim to fame, his whole case was he wanted to change the market for the simple fact of I'm not just a running back. I'm a playmaker. I do it all. Mm-hmm. I pass block. I catch. I run. In my opinion, he don't do it as good as Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is pro- – put it this way. Alvin Kamara catches and runs routes better than a lot of receivers do in the league. That's true. I mean, you can't argue that. So, if, you, if you're talking about breaking the market, and I think he's going to do it, and Chris McCaffrey could do it too. But I think Alvin Kamara would do it for the simple fact of they already paid Michael Thomas. You know, they don't got to worry. He has to do it. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't got to worry about Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to take, you know, whatever. He's just happy to be here at this point. The only other person they might have to pay, Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan, he'll probably take, you know, they'll feed him nice. They'll feed him nice. But Alvin Kamara, that is dynamic. That is a playmaker. Yeah, man. And that boy does it all. It's theirs to lose. I mean, Drew Brees going into his 40th year on this earth doesn't have much more in him. I mean, that's just the honesty of it. Obviously, you know, he can probably go to 43. No, Looking at last year, he looks like he's still got some left in the tank. I hear that. Put it this way. If we're going to sit here and do this with Brady, if we're we're still... You got to do it with Brees. Yeah, if if we're going to say Brady can still play, Brady can still do it, then you after Brees' last year... Brees almost season, won the MVP last yeah, year. Yeah, after Breeze's last season, you got to say. And I think he's a projected MVP winner this year. Um, Breeze has got at least two more years minimum left of prime football. Based off what I saw last year. Cause that like off, the Saints, that, but the Saints need to get to the Super Bowl this year. This is a Super Bowl bust until Drew Brees retires. That's what, you're, that's what we're saying. No, they'll make it. It's a tough. It's a tough NFC. It's a tough NFC, and they're my they're my they're my team to win it all, and they're gonna do it the same place they did last time, Miami. I don't know, but if the Colts are in the championship, and they play in Miami again, and they play the if Saints, it's Colts and Saints in Miami again, I'm going. It's gonna be this. It's gonna I'll be sneak in. It's gonna be the same. Like they snuck into the Houston one. I'll sneak in. I'm going to all of that. Um, the defense held their own last year. Marshawn Lattimore didn't have a great 
sophomore season. He had a decent sophomore season. Cam Jordan had a monster year. Demario Davis in the middle was holding things together. And um, just, I feel like with the energy... Eli they played, Apple was, was decent on the other side. It was a good trade that yeah, they got. Yeah, was, um, I don't see Cam Newton or Matt Ryan outshining these guys. No. You know, for this division. So, no. I'm, they're looking at a 13-3 and three yeah, I'm going to say 12 and 4 type season. Yeah, I'm going to say 13 and 3. Um, I'll go 12 and 4 just because they're in a tough division and they play the Colts. Yeah. So, <laughs> something's going to have to give. But it's definitely going to be a deep playoff run that's not going to be held back by any type of miracles or unseen penalties. Because and, uh, this year, we're going to see that challenge. We're going to see that nice, shiny red flag come on the field. If anything even remotely close to what happened last year happens again, that nice, shiny red flag will fly across the field. Side note. Who you got this Saturday in Orlando? Hurricanes versus the Gators. I'm taking the Hurricanes. I think you should put your money on the Hurricanes. Wow, that's crazy because I was actually thinking you should put your money on the Gators. I mean, I would. What? What? what rank, I would. What rank you guys? I would. Can I? I mean, no. I'm, I'm just curious. You're throwing a lot of things at me. Can I? Which one you want me to answer? No. What, just real quick. What do you guys rank? We're not ranked. We're gonna beat an, a, a top ten team. That's, so we're that's, not that's gonna benefit from beating you. We're just gonna keep moving. Just you wouldn't benefit. Moving. I'm sure the state of Florida will feel some type of way about the Gators if they lose to the Hurricanes, and so would the rest of the country. Just I know Paul Feinbaum would, especially being you know SEC guy. So, oh, Paul, you guys Paul don't Feinbaum benefit. Might have a stroke. You guys might not benefit from beating us, but you'll definitely feel that shit when you lose to us. It's going down in the camping world. We're not in Gainesville. And we ain't in Miami. And it's not at the Rock. It's a neutral site. We got the white tops with the orange bottoms and the white cleats. I don't know what they wearing. I know they got a true freshman corner. And I know Jaron Williams is somebody that they were not able to prepare for because they haven't seen it. And go, DJ, because that boy DJ Dallas is going to ball. Jeff Thomas, watch out for him. Just giving you guys some names, numbers, number four. Uh, Al Blaze Jr. getting a start. Opposite side of Trajan Bandy on the corners. Locking shit up. Amari Carter at safety. Sticking. You know, eh, eh. And you know Shaq Quarterman, that middle linebacker, is just about good as anybody. And Mike Pickney and McLeod. On the Listen, I'm just hyped. You can say whatever you want. I don't care if you do. I don't care if you don't. I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 24-13 U.M. That's funny that you say 24-13 because number 13 is exactly what you got to look out for. What's his name? My man Felipe Franks. Hold on, I'm about to Google that guy. Who is that? Yeah, don't worry. I'll wait. 
Because Felipe coming into his senior year, I do believe senior year, is about Oh, to I'm not being serious. You can continue on. I'm just, it, I just <laughs> never really hear from him. He had a good end of the year last year, I believe. Something like that, right? He, he, he had an iffy freshman year. But ever since, you know, we're in a new... A new coaching. He he's been he's I don't been balling. I don't know. He's been balling. Oh shit! I was, you said new coaching. Oh yeah. Guess what? So are we? Well, like, Manny Diaz. Like look every, at that. Like every other Miami. season. Nah man. Nah man. Nah man. Like every other, yeah, it's like every other season. You guys got new, okay, new coaches. Okay, let's, okay. New, all right, let's put it like quarterbacks. This. Who's your quarterback? Let's put it like this. Jaron Williams. You'll know his name on Saturday. He's number fifteen. Put it like this. Oh, I'll know him when he's throwing the pick to our defense. Can we top five, agree? Top five. Can we agree that Kodak Black makes a lot of bad decisions? And shout out to Kodak Black. This isn't even a knock. He put himself in this predicament, but can we agree that he makes bad decisions at times? Oh yeah. So. That tells you a lot about the fact that he's a Gator fan. I mean, that's episode 40. I'm not even going to let him finish saying any last words. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Like I said, 24-13. He didn't even get his score out. Um, they're top 10, by the way. I'm going to keep rambling, too. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, continue this, this exact conversation. For episode 41 will be the intro. Oh, it's going to be... Oh, I already know the score. And we'll be talking about that. So we'll, we'll be able to listen to episode 39. and then, Or excuse me, 40 and then 41. It's going to mesh. Unless we score, obviously, more than 24. Yeah. And you guys score. That's that. Appreciate you guys for listening.